Redfin just made a $600 million acquisition. Open Door is now coming to the table with cash offers. And the worst house on the street in Florida just sold. Sarah and I talk about it next on Tool Time. I'm Tom Tool. She's Sarah Timon. We are back with a ton of real estate news this week. So much so that we don't have to talk about COVID nineteen. So I think right away, like I'm pretty excited about this. Um, so so Redfin made some news last week. We're going to start there uh, that they acquired a rental portal uh, for six hundred and eight million dollars. Um, it's called RentPath. What do you think about all this? Yeah, so I mean, we we touched on this a little bit last week um, that it's a way for them to kind of get into that that rental market, which at first was not confusing, but like okay, but it kind of makes sense that they're they're not really doing that just to get to the renters. They want another in to to get in with um, with potential buyers and people that would be buyers maybe a little bit down down the road. So it's it's strategic. It's not just uh, looking at renters. Well, yeah, and and you know. Glenn Kalman, I mean, he was on like 60 Minutes 14 years ago, and he said that real estate's the most screwed up industry in the country, which at the time is probably pretty accurate. What's that, like 2005-ish, around there? And renters do turn into buyers, and I, especially with the way rates are right now and, and how affordable it is to buy a home, I think that's smart. And really what it's going to do, like everyone raves about Redfin's website. Like they, I mean, how many clients do you have that say, I love going to Redfin? Like it happens all the time. And they'll even send me emails saying, hey, we predict this home to sell quickly. So... What I see them doing, it's also a website play to get more traffic on their site because it is one of their competitive advantages. Now, you can say what you want about a Redfin model and you know their discounts have come down over the years. What I see here is Redfin is looking to keep up with these other companies that are making all these acquisitions. I mean, how many mergers have we talked about in the past six months? Yeah, it's a like, lot. It's like Zillow, CoStar. Redfin is in, I put them in the disruptor category, mm-hmm. more so than like the brokerage category and and this is a way for them to just bring more people to their website because if you're thinking about renting and then you see what rent prices are, you're probably thinking about buying. Yeah, you might, you might switch over. Um, what I thought was funny about this article was I misread it a little bit and I was actually I was reading it to my husband earlier because at the very end there was a quote that said, it actually said, turning sacred cows into burgers. And <laughs> when I read it, I thought it said scared cows into burgers. And I was like, is this a common <laughs> phrase? And he was like, I think you need to reread that. So I guess they're just taking things that typically hadn't been done and they're they're turning it they're turning it around. So to yeah, your was, point, yeah. a cow probably is scared if they're going to turn into a burger. I know. I, I mean, think it works we, both ways. I, I would be I would be scared if I was that was happening to me. So um, yeah, you know, Redfin is. I mean, you know, they have a certain kind of customer they attract, and someone that's like trying to save money and maybe isn't sure about buying a home that might mm-hmm. fit into their fit into their avatar they're looking for. So. To me, this is a good move for them to stay relevant and get more eyeballs on their site because they're building a site that people want to go to, even if they're working with somebody else. So, uh, you know, it, it's something to me. I, I think it's you know they're 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 competing with everybody else. They're in that like Zillow co-star category, more so than like Remax, Keller Williams, those those sort of people. Right. Scared cows. It's the new name of the show. We're changing <laughs> it right now. That's hysterical. So good move for Redfin. I mean, it, it seems to line up. Sounds like we're in agreement there. So so the next thing we want to talk about is Open Door, right? So. Open Door was um, this, that they debuted cash-backed offers, right? So, Open Door is an iBuyer. They will make offers sight unseen for properties. They're not in our market yet. They're in a lot of like the test markets: Texas, California, Florida, those places. And they're they've got some investors. So, 
When someone says, oh, I want to sell my home, now it's a cash offer. It's not subject to financing. What do you think about all this? Yeah, it's a... It's kind of, it's a smart move. I mean, because what we're certainly running into a lot these days are people that have, they have money, they're, they're qualified, they're going in with competitive offers, they're often going in well over asking price, and if they don't have enough to put down um, for the appraisal not to be an issue, a lot of them are being passed by. So this would be a good way to um, get that offer in and have it you know, not be contingent upon the financing there and give you a leg up. So it, it isn't available here yet. I think one of the things that go along with this, though, is they will they will uh, put you with one of their agents. Like mm -hmm. you call into yeah. them and they get you pre-qualified and then you go to somebody who they, they connect you with. But, yeah, I mean, it's I think it's smart. Well, it, look, I mean, I, I think anyone that's, and we've talked about this just in the day-to-day, -day, If it's tough for buyers with like 3% down, 5% down, 10% down, even 20% down sometimes. Yeah. It's tough with appraisals and everything else. And you mentioned something at the end there. That, to me, is, is the play for them. They get them in touch with either their lender or somebody else. Typically, it's going to be their lender. It's an affiliated business. They're building the lending arm right now. So that's going to have a ton of revenue. You look at some of these old-school brokerages, they don't make a lot of money on the sales. They make money on title and mortgage from the brokerage standpoint. So Open Door's just taking another play out of their playbook. And you know what, what I also know is you think about like the iBuyer experience, people like don't want the hassle of getting their homes on the market anymore. I mean, right. uh, you know, especially we're in a pandemic, right? There's, um, you know, people, do, I mean, it, like you've been to homes where like there's a line out the door to get in. Like it's a hassle for sellers and, and they don't want to deal with the in and getting inundated. Some people don't want the highest price. They want the easiest transaction. So I think you're going to see more and more of this. And if it's a cash offer, well, I don't know about most markets. Our market, 95% of them are financed. Even the ones that waive the mortgage contingency are financed. So, you know, that, that, that to me is going to be pretty critical. And they had a 50% higher acceptance rate with these cash-backed offers. Like, that, that's a good stat. So, I mean, you know, I mean, do you see this, like, penetrating other markets? Or, like, how do, how do you see this going? I think it'll see, we'll have to see kind of how it plays out in the test markets to see to see where it goes. But given those stats, I think it has the potential to. They also mentioned something about, um, you know, maybe if people panic purchased with everything that's been going on. Um, and I'm sure there's, there's going to be a hefty fee involved with this, but that they would actually, if you like regretted your purchase within 90 days, that they would buy the home back. Um, so in this market, they might make some money. They could, they could. Who knows when it shifts? But that, that's yeah. a good. That, that, and I, I see. I mean, there's a lot of buyers. That, that I mean, you see these multiple offer situations. The homes come back on the market. The buyers just get cold feet. It happens all the time because they get in there and they're like, "Oh, what did we just do?" And right. uh, you know, there is a lot of that. That that now this extends it past that like ten or fifteen day window. So yes. ninety yep. days. I mean, that's a pretty good amount of time to send your house back. Right. I don't know, I've never seen that before. I know. I just I thought it was interesting. They're kind of going a couple different ways. To, to stick out there. Well, all these companies are trying to make these real estate transactions easier. I mean, that, that's my takeaway from this more than anything else. And I mean, look at all this tech disruption that's happening. And I've seen you know the CEO of Zillow, Richard Barton, come out and say, hey, Open Door's a threat. Like he's saying that on stage in front of all the CEOs that are out there. So when you see that, you see Redfin doing this, th there was another piece of information we, we read and, and kind of shared from uh, Ryan Rodenbeck, who owns an independent brokerage down in Austin, Texas, Spyglass, where he said, hey, 50% of the agents are going to be out of the industry in five years. So, excuse me. So, I mean, do you see these sort of acquisitions and changes? Do you think that's going to contribute to this guy's prediction here? 
Yeah, I mean, I think that agents are going to have to be able to pivot, to adjust, and to, um, in order to, to stay relevant, they're going to have to kind of go with the flow and, and make themselves stick out where they can. And certainly these different um, disruptions or new types of things that are coming into play um, and different options are going to have an effect on that. But like today it's that, but you know, 30 years ago it was something else. So yes. I think that always you have to be able to pivot, adjust, stay relevant and make yourself um, what you need to be in order to continue to stay in the business. So yeah, these are today's things that are going to make people shift. And certainly some people I think will leave um, and others will adjust. Well, and that's what that's what he, he actually says in his opinion piece. And and when you look at that, I mean, this is something we've been talking about for a while. There's going to be like kind of three groups of companies that make it. You got like your Zillow and Redfin that's going to have employees at some point. Then you got your large brands that can kind of pivot and hang, uh, like a Remax or a Keller Williams or those sort of companies. Not all of them are going to make it. And then I what, what I'm clear you're going to see a lot of too is like independent brokerages coming up and focusing on the local level because that's where I'm clear the smaller guy can compete a lot better. I mean, it's always local business is always like – they're they're in like the neighborhood or the town or maybe even the region, but they don't expand past that. Like the right. expansion for them is opening a couple other offices, not going to the top Nationwide, twenty markets yeah. in the country. So you know this is just a and this is going to force these people out because the people that can't pivot are going to be ones that don't want to adapt, aren't tech savvy. Like they're still like faxing us offers, right? Like I mean, and and we're laughing, but there there is a lot of that in the real estate industry. So. Redfin, Open Door. I think these, there's going to be people that use this stuff. I don't know how much market share it's actually going to take right. because these are for people that either want to save money and want to take some risk with representation in the Redfin model, or Open Door. They don't want the best offer; they want the easiest offer. That's not going to be for everybody. So right. you know, I, that, that that that's kind of my view of it here. So, and I think it'll be like anything else where pieces that work from these different models will kind of also pivot and go in there'll be something else that comes along later that takes the pieces that work of those different models and it's always adapting and it's always changing and i think that's always the way that it has been and will continue to be well 100 percent. and you're going to see some of these like large brands or indie brokerages they're going to start to offer i buyer or investor sales as well i mean i know it's already happening in some places so there's a lot of ways this is going to change the industry and and really the point is if you're not adjusting you're not pivoting you're yep. going to be in some trouble. Yep. And there's a lot of people that don't do that in real estate. So right. so we got one other story here we're going to talk about. So we hit on Redfin. We hit on Open Door. This was kind of funny, sort of interesting. So there was this uh, house in Florida. And the write-up on the listing, uh, I'm going to read it to you because it, it, it's ridiculous. Um, here it is, literally the worst home on the street. The seller has done the hard work of cleaning up almost a half-acre property. It only took seven dumpsters. So now's your chance to take it from here. Have you ever watched HDTV and thought I could do that? If so, pack your tape measure and start Googling how to identify a load-bearing wall because it's time to put your money where your mouth is. The roof leaks, the floor creaks. I mean, it goes on and on. What do you think about this marketing ploy here? I mean, I, I, I you know, it, there, there's a lot to be taken from it. And the house did sell, by the way, which is pretty important. Yeah, I mean, I think this worked well because it's clearly a house that... I mean, I think at the end of it, they even said, or just rip it down and start over, you know? Yes, it is there. Um, yeah, that is in there. So rather than trying to disguise it as being something other than what it is, um, I think it worked well for them just to be straightforward. Like, hey, this is a mess. Like, if you want to tackle it, like, we have it priced because yes. as a mess and, like, have that be your expectation. And if you're open for that, this is your opportunity. Come on out. Um, rather than trying to 
dress it up as something else or make it seem something where what, then when people come out, they're going to be disappointed or be like, oh my gosh, like tell it what it is. You know? Yeah. Well, I, you bring up a good point there because I know there, there's homes that come on the market here and then we'll get like inbound inquiries on them constantly and they're pieces of crap. They're horrible. And then it's literally like everyone's calling me like, oh, I'm going to get, and this home was priced at $70,000. I, I don't know the market down there. So obviously, I mean, it sounds pretty affordable to me. Um, relative to other homes, but the, you know, there's a lot of other gimmicks people have used, but this one is, hey, it's a, it's a piece of junk. You need to rip it down, and that's gonna. The listing agent did herself a favor here because she saved herself a lot of time from those people that are like, oh wait, I can get a house for seventy thousand dollars, and they're right. calling right away. So to me, that's really strategic because we've. I mean, there was a home we talked about yesterday here where we've gotten, I think, like fifteen inbound leads on. And someone said, I can't wait till this place sells because it's in like a funny location and, and, and it's like it backs up to like a dump or, or something like that. So I like the strategy there. And a lot of gimmicks in, in listing advertising, they don't usually work where you see people like do like a dinosaur costume. Or um, there was that house up in uh, Montgomery County where they had like this, the sex dungeon in there. Mm-hmm. Those homes don't sell. This right. one did. So I give credit to the agent for getting the home sold because that is yeah. her job. Right. Well, I think it was also funny. She said something about it being like open concept because the windows are broken or like it's missing windows. Like it was just very like playing up the fact that like, yeah, there is a lot of stuff going on here. Um, 100%. You know, if you want to take it on, here you have at it, you know. So I think that that played well. Yeah. Well, and, you know, it was honest. I mean, it wasn't it was it. The write up was, you know, she used hyperbole. She embellished it a little bit. But this is real life, and right. someone bought the house. So anytime the house sells, that is your job, and that's what's most important. So pretty interesting. I've certainly sold a couple homes that need some work like that. We never took that approach. We just say, hey, this home needs work. Be ready. Same idea. This was pretty funny, and it got a lot of press. And what I, I, I'm just so impressed because we've seen the other gimmicks before, and usually the home doesn't sell. <laughs> so this, this, was, this was good work by this particular agent. I don't know who the listing agent was. Um, we can find out, give her some credit later. But, but nice job getting that done. Yeah. So we got this week. Thanks for watching.